Hey, my loves. Good morning, my divine dumplings, my divine dolls. Hope all is well. So, I'm over at my parents' house, and it's so funny. I'm kind of laughing because my dad has the news going on nonstop in the background. And he's like, let me find out what your president is up to over here. <laughs> it's so funny. So, that's what's going on in the background. But, um, I'm just going to share this little bit, and then I got to go. My little sister's going to come over. And then um, I have to run some errands before I go out. I was in back-to-back -back meetings yesterday. But I wanted to play... Ah, just got a text from my little sister. Okay. I wanted to play this. And I think this is so interesting. So this is... Um, I don't know if you remember this guy, Kid from Kid and Play. I'm gonna pretty sure he's going to be on the thumbnail. And it says here, he it says he faced quite a bit of racism from his maternal grandparents. And... I am going to play a full cycle of it because right now it's on the latter end. But it says, um, kids' racist grandparents took his deceased mother's pension after not paying speaking to her for years. So let me play that and then I'll do my comments here in like one or two minutes and then I'm off of here. And I'm going to let it, you'll probably hear the, the last part twice because, yeah. Me, um, moms and her girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And they both they both died and I and I survived. The, the parents that hadn't spoken to her in maybe like, I was about 9, 10 at that time, hadn't spoken to her at that time, went to court uh, to to get her uh, her pension. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, who does that? My mother was, um, she'd be categorized as like the really cool white girl. You know, when I, when we were growing up, when I was growing up early, I was we were, all, we were always around people of color. We were always in the village. We were already around gay people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm type type girl she was so um you know hooked up with uh with my dad she figured it out real quick mm -hmm. you know he a player I, you know i gotta bounce mm -hmm. but her parents was old school irish you know they was like they not they wasn't having that you can't be dating no black dudes this that and the third but when uh my mother died suddenly when i was nine it was in a car accident mm -hmm. it was me uh moms and her girlfriend mm -hmm. and they both they both died and i and i survived the the parents that hadn't spoken to her in maybe like I was about nine ten at that time hadn't spoken to her at that time went to court uh, to to get her uh, her pension <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. like who does that and it was kind of um, I'm not saying I condone it and things have probably obviously changed since then because I was in my um, training last night for like life insurance and stuff and <clears throat> they were um, telling us that. If you, you cannot list a beneficiary under the age of 18 on your will. Um, so some people are having to update their wills for that. Um, and this has probably been within the last five years. Cause I remember when I was working on mine, um, it did say it on there, like for my niece, um, there has to be a contingent person until she's 18 and they have to. So I imagine it was kind of probably the same, especially, if he was the age of nine, but one of the things that was so interesting to me is as I was reading through the comments, it's like, oh, Irish people are so mean. And I don't know if you heard it, well, not mean, but racist <laughs> um, type of a thing. And you even hear him say like, oh, my mom figured out, you know, that this guy is just a player. And he talked about how she was supposed to be the cool chick, but she stayed in the ghettos and in the villas. So it kind of gives you an idea of 
where her mindset is. Now, mind you, all of this stuff is happening when a lot of us are young people. But now that we have, you know, people who are figuring out the patterns, why are they like this? What is the pathology? Now it's like those pieces of the puzzles. Like, like I said before, I think a lot of us had pieces and we saw it, but we didn't have a big picture of why these things are happening. But what was so interesting to me as I was reading the comments, it's like, oh, the Irish parents are so like racist. But if you dig a little deeper, it doesn't help that the father went and knocked up this guy's mom, right? And then adds to the stigma that, you know, um, was abandoned his father, the, the children, wasn't there, wasn't there for the mom, was messing around with the, with the mom. So even though it's, it's like supposed to be a preference, she's not getting preferential treatment. So, she, you know, and so it, it's one thing if he, if he was still around and he's upholding, you know, like a family and not creating a broken home. And it's kind of like, okay, for the most part, you know, it's it's one thing to add fuel to the stigmas, right? It doesn't help that there's a reason I feel like sometimes when they're when they're saying that quote unquote racist, yeah, the reason they don't want their daughter to be with this guy is because he's gonna create a broken home, because he's gonna beat the ish out of her. And he doesn't understand nowhere in our history do we have examples of what it means for a person to be a protective provider, right? For the most part, right? Um, so sure enough, he knocks her up, has the, the child and then leaves her, plays around, whatever. So he adds to that stigma. He adds fuel to that stigma. But what makes it even wilder is kind of like he knew that back then, um, there's these, that the Irish are racist, yet still you have this child and then it's already difficult for adults to deal with that kind of stuff. But you leave this child to fend completely for themselves. To fend completely for themselves as a child. So you are not even caring about what this child is going to go through, you know, um, in one of the most racist society, you know, I don't want to say societies, but like communities. Like you knew this and you still chose to have a child with her and then leave the child to fend for themselves. I can't even begin to imagine all what kind of messed up stuff he had to go through knowing that part of it. Um, but y'all, that that's messed up, y'all. I, I really, you know, I, I don't have children on my own, but I think about what it means to be a, a mother and it's so much more than just giving birth. It's about caring about these type of things. Like what kind of um, community is my child going to grow up in? And am I going to give them the wherewithal to be able to at least fend for themselves and have a good self-esteem and and to have a sense of pride and whatever. But it's like it's it's I, I've been talking about this a little bit, like especially with the whole um, I think is it Brian McKnight and the, the second wife. You know, I don't I don't strike her as someone who has maternal instincts either, because how can you not give a damn about children like you have children, but it doesn't I don't consider her to have maternal instincts because she's allowing this man to to treat the dogmas out of the, the children from his first relationship, you know, and I, I so that's just my take on it.
wanted to share that with you. All right, y'all. I'm going to go get ready for my sister. I'll talk to you later. Bye.